listening to Sermons at St. Mary's, homilies of Father Don Nectarius Hawk, recorded live at St. Mary's Antiochian Orthodox Christian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us attend. The Lord spoke this parable. A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. At the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for all is now ready. But one by one, they all began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. I pray you have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. I pray you have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported this to his master. Then the householder in anger said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the maimed and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet, for many are called, but few are chosen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. As we continue our journey, beloved, through this nativity fast season, the Lord in his mercy places a story in our midst, a parable, that I, th- I think he must have been looking forward, of course, as he always does, as God, <laughs> looking forward to our 21st century life, because this gospel story today tells a parable about busy people. We just heard from St. Luke that about a banquet that a man gave, and of course, what God offers us in this gospel is comparable to the great banquet and the feast that you and I partake of. I'll talk about that a little bit more. In a little bit. One by one, those who were invited offered an excuse. And you notice in the excuses that they said they were busy, right? One said, I bought some land and I go to see it. How strange. Buying something like that, sight unseen. 
It was an excuse. Another said, as we heard, I bought five yoke of oxen. Again, very strange, because he said, I go to examine them. Why? Don't you normally examine oxen before you buy them? I mean, I wouldn't know. I have never bought oxen before. <laughs> but it said, makes sense to me that uh, you'd actually go and check out the merchandise like we would go and look for a car, right? Have me excused. And then, of course, the third one, that most famous excuse, I bought, I mean, I've married a wife. <laughs> Not I bought a wife. <laughs> I've married a wife. Perhaps that one is maybe the most reasonable out of all the three. Nevertheless, they were all too busy. What Jesus is saying here, beloved, is that we can become so busy making a living that we can forget to make a life, right? We can forget to embrace <clears throat> that way of life that's given to us so freely, so abundantly, so mercifully by God. The Orthodox Christian way of life. That path of salvation that we're all called to be upon. Unfortunately and sadly, God can be crowded out so easily by the trivial, by the frivolous. Someone once said that the things that matter most are at the mercy of the things that matter least. Isn't that true in our lives? We get caught up in that very, very easily. And it's subtle. You know, we get up and we make our cross and we give the day to the Lord and then we look at our schedules and we go, whoa, this and that and this and that and this and that. And throughout the day, as we're going through our schedules, we just kind of focus on one thing after another after another and forget about the one who gives us the health, the grace, the energy, opens the doors for us to be able to accomplish that which we have been given on a given day. The Lord our God, who is always with us. And who the Father says, the fathers say that we should keep in our remembrance at all times, no matter what we're doing. The Lord also tells us in this gospel that the important duties in this life that keep us from God are not duties at all, but sins, potentially. Depends on how we deal with them. But the good news here is that God is always offering us an invitation to his kingdom. We have a standing invitation, as a matter of fact, to the kingdom of God. And in various ways, he always keeps sending us invitations. Come, for all is now ready. Come to me, all you that are heavy laden, heavy burdened. I will give you rest. And of course, that final, that final come from our Lord we experienced yesterday when we gave our brother Ede, newly departed this life, into the Lord's hands once and for all. As I'm sure he heard our Lord Jesus say to him, come. You know, beloved, God keeps sending us invitations. Many of us do not show him the courtesy even to decline. 
We simply act as if the invitation never came. That's really at the heart of what distraction is all about, isn't it? What keeps us from responding to God's invitations? What keeps us from receiving this greatest of all gifts? It's the sin of busyness. And especially, it's especially evident this time of year, isn't it? Where we have so many things clamoring for our attention, especially in the commercial and materialistic world. You know, it's so festive. Last night, you know, we went on Ollie the Trolley, the, the teens and I and some of the parents went and, oh my gosh, we went by these houses that are just, you can't even see the house on some occasions because the lights are so many. Talk about busy. <laughs> you know, we so easily get caught up in the busyness of a particular season, the busyness of our schedule, whatever it is. There's a story of a young nephew who listened while his uncle detailed his own busy day. Here's what the uncle said. He says, well, I'm up early. Hit the ground running, 15 minutes to shave and dress, 20 minutes for breakfast, planning the day until 9 o'clock, office until 4 o'clock, tennis afterwards and dinner, television until bedtime. And when he had finished, the young nephew said, but uncle, when do you think? And that's a good question for us, beloved. When do you think? When do you meditate? When do you reflect? When do you stop? In the midst of the busy day, <clears throat> say, Lord, it is good for me to be here in your presence. Lord, it is good for me to know that you are leading me and guiding me and pouring out the abundance of your mercy and grace upon my weakness and my sinfulness. Lord, it's good that you are revealing to me who you want me to become and also who I am right now, slothful and sinful. Have mercy on me, O oh God, have mercy on me. There's a story in the Old Testament in the first book of Kings of a soldier who was ordered to guard a prisoner that was captured in battle. I'm not going to read the story, but it's in the 20th chapter of 1 Kings. And as he did this and that, the prisoner escaped. And when he was called to account, he could only make one excuse. An honest one, by the way. He said, as your servant was busy here and there, the prisoner was gone. As your servant was busy here and there, the prisoner was gone. We must, beloved, always be vigilant that we are not busy here and there and miss that great opportunity to respond to our Lord's invitation to the kingdom where he says today, come, all is now ready. And I'm not just talking about coming to church on Sunday, although that is the greatest invitation that we can have to partake of life eternal. But I'm talking about even through the daily schedule, the daily 
journey of our lives. Our Lord is always asking us to come and be with him, draw near to him as he draws near to us. You know, when God himself became incarnate and came into the world, which is the season that we celebrate, of course, people were too busy. They were probably just as busy in their own way as we are today, although the times are different. There was no time for him. There was no room for him in the inn. We know that from the story. St. John says in his gospel, he came unto his own, and they that were his own received him not. Beloved, we cannot be like them. We cannot let our activity and our busyness keep us away from God and from life because he is the source of life in our midst. This type of busyness is really <clears throat> simply existing but not really living, isn't it? Father Thomas Hopko tells us that there's a great difference between existing and living. <clears throat> he says, many people exist very few really live. Only those who seek God have life. Let me read that again. Let's say that again. Only those who seek God have life. Now, does that mean that we should be praying, you know, on our knees before our icon corner 24-7? No. It's not what that means. But we should always have whatever we're doing, beloved, our minds and our hearts inclined toward God, drawing near to Him, aware of His presence, remembering Him, always having a dialogue with Him throughout our days. That's true prayer. That's true prayer. Because in the context of that prayer and that relationship, that's where we show our love for Him. And after all, We've said many times that that's why we're here, beloved. We have been put on this earth, made in his image, to love him with all of our whole being and to love one another. <clears throat> Father Hopko goes on to say, only those who delight in God's commandments and rejoice in accomplishing his will pass beyond mere existence and actually find life. As David says in the psalm, Seek God and your soul shall live. That's Psalm 69. And that exhortation, beloved, is in perfect harmony with the words of God given to Moses as well in his revelation of the divine law. Let me read from Deuteronomy for you. <clears throat> this is... To give you a little context here about these particular words, these are among the last words of Moses to the children of Israel when they were getting ready to cross the, the, promise, cross the Jordan River. They could see it. He had taken them up to Mount Nebo in modern-day Jordan. And, and the Lord had shown him and them the land. And on a clear day, I've mentioned this before, on a clear day you can see 
all the way to the Mediterranean Sea from Mount Nebo. And the Lord said to Moses, this is what I'm giving you. This is what your journey has all been worth it. But unfortunately, you, Moses, are not going into the promised land because you disobeyed me. Remember that story? But here's what he says to the people. He said, see, I set before you today life and death, good and evil. If you hear the commandments of the Lord your God, I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments and judgments, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you go to inherit. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but go astray and worship different gods and serve them, I announce to you today, you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land the Lord your God is giving you, into which you are crossing over the Jordan to inherit. <clears throat> I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. That both you and your seed may live and love the Lord your God and obey his voice and cling to him. For this is your life and the length of your days that you may dwell in the land the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. That charge is given to us, beloved, during this season of nativity, the fasting season, our preparation time. Again, we come back to that very simple foundational thing, don't we? All of our fasting, all of our prayers, everything that we do in the church, everything that God has given to us <clears throat> in His holy church are given for this very thing, for us to love the Lord our God with all of our whole being, to walk in his ways so that we might be blessed and prosperous and live forever. The Holy Forefathers and the Holy Foremothers that we remember today with all their descendants, we mentioned them in the Matin service this morning. They've chosen life. <laughs> That's why we honor them today. Life, capital L. Life, a person, Emmanuel, God with us. Let us, beloved, as we continue our journey, culminating in Bethlehem, let us continue to prepare the Bethlehem of our hearts so that we may, when he comes, we may embrace him with our whole being, with love, with adoration, worship, and deep, deep affection for God. And may it spill out to one another for the glory of his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst.
Thanks for listening. Find us online by searching St. Mary Orthodox Omaha or at facebook.com forward slash stmaryomaha.